Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you want to get in on the action? Thanks to our new partnership with DraftKings, new users can play free fantasy sports with a first-time deposit. Here's how it works. Go create your new DraftKings DFS account, then play free fantasy sports with your first-time deposit. Compete against others and rack up points as you compete for first place. Enter now. This offer won't be around forever. Just go to dkng.co slash brawl to get these rewards. That's dkng.co slash brawl. Act quickly. This won't be around forever. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome in. Welcome in. Another edition of Jaguars Brawl coming at you. Laurie Fitzpatrick, Michael Phillips, and it is free agency frenzy going on right now in the NFL. Guys are signing everywhere. Guys are being traded. We don't know what's going on. Things are breaking by the minute. But before we get into everything that the Jaguars have done up to this point, and they have done quite a bit, Lori, how you doing? No, yeah, I'm doing great. It's been a crazy 48 hours. Uh, just excited what they're going to do next, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely been busy, that's for sure. Uh, all right, we'll get right into it here. Uh, I'll go down the list of everybody that we've that the Jaguars have brought in uh, and we'll get into who we like the most, who we think was just kind of a, you know, a backward sign and we don't really understand it. We don't agree with it. Um, and then who else is out there and who signed elsewhere that we just, Oh man, we wanted him so bad, but he signed elsewhere, but let's get into it right off the bat. Uh, I'll just go down the list. They've, the Jaguars have signed over the last three days, uh, mainly just two days. They didn't really sign anybody uh, Wednesday. We're recording this Thursday, March 18th. They didn't really sign anybody uh, yesterday, March 17th. But Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, they signed a plethora of guys, starting with uh, Rudy Ford, the safety from Philadelphia. They signed Jamal Agnew, the returner from Detroit. They traded for Malcolm Brown from New Orleans, the defensive tackle. Brought in Philip Dorsett. They signed him. He was the receiver in New England. They signed Carlos Hyde. And if you remember correctly, Carlos Hyde was here for a year, and he hated it in Jacksonville. He was not a fan of playing for the Jags. He didn't do her- no. He did not like being in Jacksonville. That was that was apparently well documented. Uh, he was only he was here like three years ago, I think, two or three years ago. Um, and since leaving Jacksonville, he went to Houston. I think he uh, recently was in Seattle. That's where the Jaguars are bringing him from. Uh, he has some familiarity with uh, Brian Schottenheimer, the uh, the, the former offensive coordinator there and now the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach here in Jacksonville. All right. They've also brought in Chris Manhurts, the tight end out of Carolina. He's a wonderful signing. Um, they signed Jihad Ward, the linebacker from Baltimore. They brought in Marvin Jones, who is who <laughs> might be the biggest name that they've brought in so far. The receiver out of Detroit. Obviously, some familiarity with Daryl Bevel, the new offensive, offensive coordinator here in Jacksonville. They've signed Roy Robertson-Harris, the defensive end uh, from Chicago. They re-signed Tyson Aluwalu, who I, I I think was one of the coolest signings, bringing him back to Jacksonville where they where he was drafted, and we'll get into him uh, in a little bit. They signed Rashawn Jenkins, the safety out of uh, Los Angeles from the Chargers, and the best player that they've signed up to this point, Shaquille Griffin, the corner from Seattle, at least in my opinion, the best player that they've signed so far. He is a great corner. Uh, they gave him a boatload of, a boatload of money, um, so we're excited for him. He's also coming back home. I don't know if you saw the Jaguars Twitter posted a video of him uh, walking into TIAA Bank Field talking to his mom on the phone just saying I'm, I'm home I'm back because he's he's from Florida he played at UCF uh, and is now going to be able to play professional football here in his home state so that's pretty cool uh, so out of all the signings that they've made 
uh, outside of that, they've also re-signed some guys, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But out of all the outside guys that they've brought in or brought back with Alo Alo and Carlos, Carlos Hyde situation, who who stood out the most to you? Who was your favorite signing? Um, I would say maybe Roy Robertson. I mean, he was like the first one, so I just yeah. I really enjoyed that they kind of got they got after it early, you know. Um, and honestly, I like Rayshon Jenkins too. Um, but I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, Shaquille Griffin, mostly because like he was the most like hyped. Like, dang, the Jaguars are ready to go. You know, next season's gonna be crazy because that was the signing that got everybody excited. Yeah, he is by far the best player. Uh, just pure where he's at right now, where he ranks amongst you know guys at his position in the league. He is the best player that the Jags brought in, and they showed that by giving him the best payday out of all the guys that they signed. I personally love the uh i love the marvin jones signing i thought that was good i like bringing in a veteran receiver that has mileage but also is still doing well he almost had he had uh just under a thousand yards last season overall and i think he still got a decent amount left in his tank and i i liked him i didn't hate i like the jamal agnew signing they signed him for Three years, like fourteen and a half million, which is a little steep, I think, if you're just going to be primarily just a returner. But I do wonder if Urban and Daryl Bevel are going to use him in, on offense at all as a jet sweep guy, gadget guy to come in and be a little slot, maybe a scat back, kind of whatever they want to use him just as a offensive weapon. We've seen Urban Meyer do that before, so I'm curious. Uh, the pay that he got is what kind of just pin like you know piques my interest because they're giving him a decent amount of money just to be a returner. I I can't imagine that that's what they're they got to use him a little bit more than just as a returner, you know. So I, I like the Agnew signing. Mm-hmm. Um the Tyson Alawalo mm-hmm. was I loved him when he was here. He was really really solid and he got better as he went to Pittsburgh. He's coming off a fantastic year. Still at a, I think is he thirty or thirty three? I can't remember. He's he's obviously you know he's been in the league since two thousand ten, so he's a eleven year veteran. Uh, so he's up there, but he's still kicking it. He's still doing really well. But like you mentioned, the the biggest signing that they've made, Shaquille Griffin, the corner from Seattle, is phenomenal. I would say he's he's definitely a top ten corner. I don't know if he's a top five corner. I think he could be that like seven eight maybe nine range he's I don't think he's really all that close to being necessarily a top five corner but he is a great corner and is going to be a great mentor and number one guy opposite CJ Henderson I think that's going to help him out a lot too which is just obviously another great benefit he's familiar with um the guys that they brought in amongst the coaching staff uh, to a degree obviously offensively a Schottenheimer's from there but they've brought in other guys from Seattle um, so I hope that he's able to make an easy transition. But, yeah, Shaquille Griffin's been phenomenal over the last few years. Yeah, no, and um, Owalo's actually 33. Uh, he was born in 87, so he's probably going to end his career here, to be honest. Yeah, yes. He's also the only Jaguar ever now to play in all three versions of their helmet. They had the, the original helmet with the OG logo, and then they had the two-tone helmet, which we don't like to bring up very often, but he did play in it. And now he's obviously going to get to play with the new logo um, and the back-to-classic black helmet, uh, which was kind of cool. I thought it was you know, just a neat little uh, more or less trivia question answer, but it was, it was pretty cool. It's, he's yeah. Yeah, he, he's going to yeah. be solid. And what I loved more so than – like I loved bringing Shaquille Griffin, and that's number one. But outside of that, I loved how much they – emphasize the defensive line they re-signed Devon Hamilton they brought in obviously Tyson Allo Roy Robertson Harris um Jihad Ward he's pretty good um Malcolm Brown from trading for him from New Orleans who's had a great career uh they it seems like they've signed two four six eight ten twelve guys in free agency up to this point uh outside of Jacksonville and let's see two Three, four, four, four out of the twelve. So a good, you know, one fourth uh, or one third of the guys that they've signed are all in the defensive line. So they are obviously, um, you know, making a push to improve that area 
uh, as they absolutely needed to. And I'm glad that they're recognizing it, going out and doing so. You know, after day one, I wasn't sure how much they were really going to be players in free agency. I was a little disappointed after day one. I mean, they signed Rudy Ford, they signed Jamal Agnew, Philip Dorsett, all guys that are, you know, they're good depth pieces and Agnew's going to be a great returner, but they don't really have too much of an impact, you know, amongst the starting 11 and really going to, you know, be a difference maker on game days. So I was a little disappointed. And then day two, what they did was fantastic. So I was really happy to see that they emphasized the defensive line in free agency. What, what do you think about all that? I think they did a lot of homework with a lot of their guys, honestly, because you see some of them who were a little underwhelming mm-hmm. when you think about, like, day one. But if you look at their stats, yeah, they weren't really doing anything the first two years in the league, but 2020, or if they opted out 2020, 2019, their stats went up. Like, if you look at Rudy Ford, like, he played a lot more last year or last season, you know, and he had some pretty good stats, and... You know, the same with um, uh, Jamal Agnew, too, and, and Rashawn Jenkins. Like, they seem to do good, like, in within the last season or two. So it seemed like he – not he, but the staff were trying to get guys that, you know, were at least on the rise. And even if, you know, they didn't have great stats – it just looked like they were on the rise. Like, when I looked at their play, they seemed to be more active on the field, and they're just guys that are that really love the game, to be honest. So I really liked all the death picks, even, even day one. I was excited because I knew that it was only, you know, tampering. So I know that, yeah, a lot of things are happening tampering, period, but at the same time, like, it, we're a copycat league, right? So once one team starts, then... They start more. So since a lot of the wide receivers weren't taken yet, I wasn't worried. You know, because yeah. there weren't a lot of moves happening with big guys anyway. So That is true. You know, I didn't see it. Then, you know, the, the number one, arguably the number one and two receiver are still available. The only big receiver name that's uh, come off the board is Curtis Samuel, who signed yesterday with the uh, Washington football team. Kenny Galladay still unsigned. Uh, he has a meeting with the Giants. I'm not sure if that was yesterday or if uh, he's going to meet with them today. I saw that was reported yesterday. Um, Juju is Ju- meeting with yeah, the Jets, Juju too. Juju is meeting with the Jets, I think, today. Uh, and so, yeah, they're still out there. And so, yeah, we let's get into that. Um, what, would you want to bring in Juju or Kenny Galladay? What, or if you had to choose between the two, who would you take? Galladay for sure, but his injuries are kind of worry me a little bit. And then Juju's background with the Juju that he gives off, <laughs> yeah. uh, like I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm exact. I'm on that kind of same line of thinking. I would definitely take Galladay over Juju in a heartbeat, and I hope that they do sign him. I want them to sign him. I think that the uh, the reward far outweighs the risk when it comes to him. But yeah, I do have. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I have a little bit of pause from his injury history. He uh, he was injured last. He only played in five games last year. He played well when he did play, but you know, only appearing in five games, that's not going to cut it, especially with uh, the money that he's going to elicit from the market. So, yeah, I'm that definitely gives me some pause, but... I would rather have that than the baggage that comes with Juju. And not only like from off the field stuff, but on the field as well. Like Juju, the, the TikToks are they're whatever. I don't mind what he does off the field, but there is something to be said about 
motivate at the very least putting a target on your back when you're dancing on the Bills 50 yard line before the game and they know about it. It's just it's it I don't think it's gonna benefit anybody or anything to for doing that. It's stupid. And why would you just give them that extra motivation to come out and target you and smack you? It just it, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. Other people don't have I don't have necessarily a big issue with it, but I'm just the way that I think about it is okay, is this going to help you in any way whatsoever win games and get uh have a great season or whatever? It's something that he likes to do and that's just his personality and he's made it very clear that that's just who he is. He's not going to stop doing it. It's just it just comes with the territory with him. Um and that's fine. But that... I mean, it's not fine, though, because he said he was going to beat the Browns, and they literally lost. Yeah, exactly. And look, when you talk and you can't back it up, it looks incredibly hilarious, uh, you know, in hindsight, because you were... You got to be able to back up your trash talk, and what like whatever. It, It doesn't bother me, per se, but I would... It it would make me not want to sign him. And Juju is, I think, the exact wrong type of guy to bring in for this young receiving core. That's why I really did like the Marvin Jones signing. He's a, a pros pro. He's been in the league for a long time. He has obviously that veteran presence um, and he knows how to grind out a season and maintain a consistent play. And that's another thing the Jags really haven't had at receiver is yeah, DJ Chark has been phenomenal one week, but then another week you'll see him disappear and only end up with three catches for 26 total yards or something like that. And then the next week he'll have seven catches for 112 yards and two touchdowns. It just, it's a lot of kind of ebbs and flows and that happens, but bringing in a guy like Marvin Jones, I think it, it just, it makes your receiving core that much more consistent. And I think bringing in a guy like Kenny Galladay with his speed and all the on the field stuff that he brings in is great, but also He's another guy that, you know, he he comes in, he does his thing. He he's not going to be out there TikToking or whatever. He's not as, you know, as seasoned of a veteran as Marvin Jones who he has honestly learned from with his time in Detroit. That's why I think if you pair them back together again in Jacksonville, it would be very beneficial, but yeah, I'm I'm way more in on Galladay even with his injury history than I am with uh Juju Smith-Schuster because I just I can't see the benefits really with him uh, as a he's a good he's a very good receiver but he's not a number one we saw what happens when he became a number one in the last few years his numbers dipped uh, dramatically I think even when uh, you know he had Antonio Brown taking a lot of catches but he still thrived because he was the number two and he didn't have to go up against that number one guy so uh, while his numbers are still good he's a very very good receiver he's not the type of receiver I think Jacksonville and Urban Meyer want because he's he's more of a possession receiver. He'll kind of you know get ten yards, twelve yards, eighteen yards, and march down the field. But what Urban has said time and time again is they want a guy that's going to take the top over. They want that next level speed that can score from seventy yards out at a moment's notice. So yeah, I'm and Kenny Galladay has that. Yeah, Holiday. Yeah, Holiday's going to be able to do that. And Juju, not so much. He's really just like putting his body on the line, making those really tough catches which is great but in the end you know jaguars already have that with a couple of their wide receivers right now they're willing to put their body on the line exactly so i don't think juju's really fits here i don't want the baggage that comes with them i just i'm so out on him at least for jacksonville yeah if you look at his um his long last year his longest reception was only 31 yards yeah yeah, and he, he's not a burner. He doesn't have that next-level speed that's going to get away from guys and shake guys off. He's more – and, look, being a possession receiver is not not a knock or anything like that. Allen Robinson's probably the best possession receiver in the league, and he's fantastic. But, you know, when people were talking about bringing him back, I was a little hesitant just because I, it's not what they needed. It, they, he didn't have the skill set that they needed. And, you look, if they if they bring in Juju or if they brought Allen Robinson back, obviously it would be beneficial. I just don't think it would be as beneficial as bringing in a guy like Kenny Galladay, Curtis Samuel, who obviously now they can't bring in um, to Jacksonville because that's just that's where they lack at, I think. Yeah, but honestly, I, I don't even care if they sign either of those. 
Um, I'd rather get somebody in the draft because I think Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, you know, Colin Johnson, I think they have a pretty good core right now. Yeah. And I don't think it would be really a necessity to even bring in Galladay, even though he would be the best out of the two. Um, but it's like they already have someone from Detroit, so I think they kind of scratch the idea in my head, but I'm not, you know, it's any given Sunday, even in free agency. Yeah, and I'm not going to lose, like, sleep over it. I'm not going to be so – I'm not going to be incredibly broken up, but – I, I do disagree with you there. I, I think that they do need one more guy that can be that number one. And Kenny Galladay, he's a number one, but he's not like he's not an elite level receiver, I would say. But obviously, yeah, he would be the number one uh, in Jacksonville over DJ Chark, and at least in my opinion. Um, and I do think that they need just that one more guy that's gonna be opposite DJ. If, if they have, you know, Marvin Jones coming in. If they say they go four wide, which a lot of teams go now, and the Jaguars will do that with their with Urban Meyer spread system, I think more often they'll have DJ Marvin Jones. If they sign Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay and Lavisca Chenault, that to me would be very very good. As opposed to, and then well then you have Colin Johnson coming in uh, at right outside of at right on that cusp, but um, I would like that far more than. If it was just DJ Marvin Jones, LaVisca, and Colin Johnson, um, and we we still don't know. Yeah, I can agree yeah, with that. I just yeah. think it would be, it would just be that much more exponentially better, um, and that's kind of where I'm going. I just think that they need that. And look, if they sign a if they draft a rookie receiver, I'm not going to be mad at it. But there are some really really good and receiver seems to be the deepest position almost every single year in the draft uh, nowadays. At least over the last I don't know three, four, or five years, I think. Like at the top of the draft, they obviously you have the, the top level guys Waddle, uh, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase at LSU. They're all fantastic, and then you kind of get a little bit of a drop off. And you have guys like Kadarius Tony, Rondell Moore, who I think would be great if the Jags brought in. That's exactly kind of the the speedster, uh, next level type of guy that kind of Ty- Tyreek Hill ish type receiver that I think would work really well. It, with Urban Meyer and Darrell Bevel here, and that's kind of the the type of receiver that they need. Uh, it's what they don't have right now. They have Lavisca Chenault, but he's more big bodied and he's fast, but he's not elite fast. Um, so yeah, I, that that's where I'm at at wide receiver. They, they still have Didi or and uh, Keelan, Keelan Cole too. They they didn't get yeah. rid of them yet, uh, so I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, there. I'm curious what they're gonna do with Keelan Cole. I think they're kind of waiting around to see maybe if they do sign Kenny Galladay, uh, then they'll they'll let him, you know, go somewhere else, they'll cut him, whatever. Um, but I don't think that like I think Keelan Cole's very valuable. I think he's still a very solid receiver. He's he's not obviously a number one. He may not be a number two, but he's you know right on the cusp there. I, I still think he's a really solid receiver. So if they don't sign another guy, absolutely bring Keelan Cole back. I, I'm a big fan of his. So that's yeah. That's where we're at at uh, at receiver. So what would out of all the guys that they signed, we'll get a little. We'll, we'll turn the other side of this book and get a little negative here. What was your least favorite signing? What what signing just like puzzled you and you're like that makes no sense. Um, I would. S- hmm, that's tough because I really don't mind either. I mean. Man Hurts was maybe a question mark, but then honestly, I looked at his film and I posted some of the clips, and he looks pretty fast, and he just looked underutilized. Um, so I would say maybe uh, Man Hurts, Man Hurts, um, but if they're looking for a blocking tight end, then you know he's definitely the way to go. Yeah. Um, I-, I wish they got somebody better than Carlos Hyde, to be honest. Yeah. That's yeah. That was where I was gonna go. Is Car- Carlos Hyde is the one that stood out to me. Of just he talked about Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke have talked about improving the running back room. You can't rely on James Robinson every single snap. That they're just gonna overwork him. He's gonna get burnout. Carlos Hyde is not the guy that I thought would be that number two change of pace back to come in and relieve Robinson. He he's not what they described that they wanted at a. At, you know, in, at the running back position to bring in. Well, well, no, that's true. But, like, if you think about James Robinson, I think they were just thinking about a contrast to him. Um, 
But it does seem like James Robinson doesn't bounce it outside as much. So you would think they would go with more of a speedy guy. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think they just want to see the balance of how it works. Because in Houston, he got over 1,000 yards. Did he? You know, in 2019, it's just like, you know, in Seattle, he didn't, you know, do... He didn't, he didn't even play that much. He only paid, played in 10 games. So I think, you know, that was a big reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Carlos Hyde. That, and, look, he's not necessarily a terrible signing. I think they brought him in on a one-year $6 million deal, I believe, um, which isn't a big deal. That it's, You know, you can get out of that quickly. It's, it's no big deal. Uh, kind of a prove-it mm-hmm. type of deal. That's usually how one-year contracts work. Um, but that's really – and it may not be a bad signing – um, if he had, you know, no, he still got four touchdowns. Yeah, he's, I mean, which isn't, which isn't too bad at all. You know, 20 first downs. Yeah. And it's, it's not bad. He, he's a bruiser. You know, he's going to be the guy that you give it to on, you know, third and short and to not rely on Trevor too much. I think that's what all these signings are about Yeah, I get is that. to just make sure Trevor isn't doing too much. Don't rely on him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I get you. And look, that kind of goes to show you. That this entire, at least up to this point, this entire free agent class has been pretty solid. The guys that they brought in make sense. They're really beefing up the defensive line. They're beefing up the, the secondary, which needed a, a decent amount of help by bringing in Rashawn Jenkins and Shaquille Griffin and Rudy Ford as you know a depth piece. I think Jenkins, Jenkins and Griffin are both going to start. So that's two that. That's two starters they brought in out of the four DBs, uh, at least in their base coverage, uh, that they'll have, and that's fantastic. You know, you'll have CJ Henderson. Did you Did you also know that Jamal Agnew was actually he actually converted in the NFL? He played corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just in case yeah, you know they they need anything or, or anybody. Yeah. Um, but now with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They, ha- they have, you know some real talent at starting and now these guys that were thrust into position that they that were obviously you know well below the level that they needed to be starters will be those depth pieces that they were probably more suited for so it been I think it kind of benefits the entire secondary group uh a guy like Josh Jones who showed how valuable he could be he was good uh, I don't, but I don't think he was quite at the level, and he's not at the level of uh, Jenkins. So he'll be a great, you know, you know, he'll come in if if he goes down. He's obviously has the experience now, or just like you yeah, know, and those interceptions yeah, yeah, too, and, or just like subbing in stuff like that. Um, so I was very happy with that. We already talked about Griffin coming in, and now it it doesn't force C.J. Henderson, who is only in his second year, and what he to guard the number one receiver each week like he pretty much had to do as a rookie because he was already the best corner on the team because they really just didn't like Trey Herndon wasn't up to that level um and speaking of him they re-signed him and that's kind of where I wanted to go next is they've re-signed four four players they re-signed Dewan Smoot at D-line Sidney Jones at corner who was in his another uh secondary piece what I love that they brought him back we both Thought he played really well last year. They re-signed Tyler Shatley, uh, who's kind of their Swiss Army knife along the offensive line, uh, who can fill in if anybody goes down as a rotational piece and you know for injuries. Um, and Trey Herndon, who was CB2 last year uh, and has three years of experience and knows this team and this defense pretty well. What did you think of all the uh, the guys that they re-signed? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What did you think? Yeah, I mean, in our last episode, I I wasn't a fan of um, Trey Herndon, you know, and I said that I, I wouldn't mind if they let him go. But honestly, you know, they have Sydney in there, and now they have Trey. They're probably just not really, you know, going to sign or pick up anybody really high in the draft. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to be depth guys, you know. And and I think it's good to keep, like, defense is really, all, you know, it's all about rapport. It's all about 
um, being able to communicate, you know, on those switches and things like that. So I, I actually love it. Um, I love that they, the, the guys that they, uh, signed in free agency, like all those tackles mm-hmm. and then being able to lock in Smoot, um, and both of those corners. Um, I, I really, I'm, I'm making a turn on, on Trey, just him being a solid, you know, depth guy and, and yeah, I didn't like him because he was the CB one. Yeah, you at know? times he, he was, was getting burned and he was getting yeah. attacked. But he's not that guy. You know, he's not supposed to be the starter against the Marvin Joneses yeah. and you know the 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 main guys, the main wide receivers out there. So um, I do like it to be honest. Um, I really love everything like that has happened in the last forty eight hours. It's so exciting, and I like that they're they're focusing on the defense and especially the safety position too. Um, but, uh, yeah, not to get too off subject on your question. Uh, yeah, no, Cindy Jones also, I love that. Um, because he was able, he was kind of like a ball hawk too. Um, so it seems like, yeah, it seems like, you know, Urban is really, you know, he's focused on getting those turnovers and he saw how successful the team was when they had a crappy quarterback in 2017. What was the factor? It was defense. Yeah, and so I, I think he's making really good moves right now. I do too, and yeah, like you mentioned, it's been a very exciting last uh, forty eight hours for the Jaguars. And look, when they uh, when they have to go, you know, heavy coverage, and they bring in their nickel and dime packages, that's where you get your value out of Trey Herndon and Sidney Jones, who have the experience, uh, not only just in the NFL, but here in Jacksonville, they pl- they had to play all of last year. Uh, they know what the secondary is like, and they are now are not forced, as you mentioned, to have to cover those top-end guys. They'll take that third guy. Shaquille Griffin and C.J. Henderson are now going to, you know, they'll be taking those top-end guys, and it allows for Trey Herndon's skill set to really show, you know, how good he really can be and how valuable he can be to a defense. Look, when, when he's going up against uh, Jarvis Landry, against the the Browns he's not gonna win that matchup and look he's not good enough to win that matchup but he shouldn't be in that position no one expects him to win that matchup that's not his his level of play but you know you put him against uh to stick with the Browns say Richard Higgins um he can win that he he can win that he can cover him uh he's Richard Higgins is not that top end guy now that's why you bring in Shaquille Griffin he'll take Jarvis Landry or Odell CJ Henderson will take the other guy and Trey Herndon can clean it up and take Richard Higgins and that way you have a full good top to bottom unit and that's what the NFL is all about the NFL is all about mismatches you've seen the great coaches and the great players always talk about this when there's a mismatch which there were plenty of last year with uh, whether it was Trey Herndon or 42, I don't even want to say his name, blonde hair. Y'all know who I'm talking about, having to cover guys in the open field. Um, there, People are going to take advantage of that. And that's why, like, you see... Winger. Yeah, 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 it was Wingard. Um, I didn't want to say his name. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but you, you saw how bad they would be with him having to cover... Guys in a position that he should have never been in. Wingard's a thumper. He's a tackler. He's not a coverage guy. Uh, even at safety, which he should be a coverage guy. I don't think. I think they should cut him. But that's besides the point. Um, but it makes the entire defense look bad. If Trey Herndon's out there making massive great plays against their third receiver, he's going to look better than he really is, and people are going to think, oh, they should pay him more or something like that. That's just usually how the game goes. When you have great matchups across the board, you're going to have success. You're going to win matchups, and you brought up 2017. They not only had you know great starters, but they had great depth, and guys, when they had to bring in these nickel and dime packages, would come in and they would handle it. That's when like DJ Hayden was in his prime, and he was taking their third receiver, their slot guy, and owning him. Jalen Ramsey was crushing it. AJ Boya, you couldn't find a guy to get open because the Jaguars had such great talent and great ability at every spot, and that's where you win in the NFL. You have to cover the board because. If there's a mismatch, these teams, these offenses are too good. They're going to find it. And that's what I love about what the Jaguars have done so far in free agency is they have plugged those holes. They have filled those gaps 
uh, in their defense, it seems like, especially along the defensive line uh, with those mismatches that they're obviously right now before free agency going to lose. And at this point now, after we're, after the last few days, it seems like, all right, they they can win these. Their defense looks a lot better, you know? Yeah, and they have they have uh, Chris Claybrook still, and yeah, you know he he's a pretty good player, and you know the news came out that you know he had a a damaged like rotator's cuff, and then he got a sports hernia from trying to push it out, mm-hmm. and so like and he played pretty well even though he was you know now we know injured, so it's like they got tough guys back there, um, you know still uh, Josiah Scott, Daniel Thomas, uh, even though. I'm not a big fan of Gerard Wilson, but he's still back there. Yeah. You know, then Sidney Jones, and they didn't get rid of DJ Hayden yet, did they? No, he he's a free agent, but he hasn't signed elsewhere. I don't know exactly what they're going to do with him. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there, there's definitely depth there now. Like, you know, Rudy Fortray, Hernan, Shaquille Griffin, Chris Claybrooks, uh, Sidney Jones, mm-hmm. C.J. Henderson, like these are crazy, like kind of good names. Like it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Names like, that you, you know. Now recognize. that I'm just like reading off the depth chart. Right? Yeah, it's not. Last year, I remember. I think it was game. It, it was like game four or five, and I remember the defense went out there and they showed the starters and they showed the secondary, and C.J. wasn't out there, and it was you know Josh Jones. It wasn't Jared Wilson because I think he was hurt for that game, and like I didn't recognize anybody. And it was just, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a fun day. Can't wait. But now they have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I pulled up the depth chart and there was like all these empty boxes. Yeah. I was like, oh crap. It's fantastic. Um, but all right, to, to wrap up, at least the guys that they've brought in will still continue free agency. This is our free agency frenzy only podcast. It's all about free agency. Uh, to wrap it up with the guys that they've brought in so far, Rudy Ford, Jamal Agnew, Malcolm Brown, who they traded for. Philip Dorsett, Carlos Hyde, Chris Manhurts, Jihad Ward, Marvin Jones, Roy Robertson-Harris, Tyson Olawalu, Rashawn Jenkins, and Shaquille Griffin to go along with guys that they re-signed in Dewan Smoot, Sidney Jones, Tyler Shatley, and Trey Herndon. The New Look Jaguars are starting to take shape a little bit, but there are still some guys out there. Free agency is not over with, so... I'll go down a, a quick list of guys that are still available that I'm still surprised that are out there. And starting with Kenny Galladay, we've talked about him. Anthony Harris, the safety out of Minnesota. I think he's really good. Uh, we'll get into him in just a sec. Will Fuller out of Houston. Keanu Neal, the safety out of Atlanta, who I loved in college as a, as a Florida Gator. He was phenomenal coming out. He's had a bad, bad uh, injury history. He's, I would say I would label him as injury prone at this point. So that's a massive red flag. Um, Richard Sherman still out there, the veteran corner. Melvin Ingram, the defensive end out of the Chargers. T.Y. Hilton from Indianapolis. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva, the tackle out of Pittsburgh, who's been kind of a staple there. Juju Smith-Schuster, who we've already talked about and we don't really want to bring in. And then uh, at least top 10 according to the CBS Sports article, Jadavian Clowney uh, out of Tennessee. He's, you know, he's still out there. Out of you know guys in that list, or guy, uh, a name that maybe I didn't mention, who are still available in free agency? Who's somebody that you really want the Jaguars to still pursue? Uh, the uh, the tackle Russell Okung. Um, okay, yeah, Russell Okung. Uh, yeah, from, from yeah, and then uh, that other uh, tackle uh, Schwartz. They haven't really gotten any offensive linemen. True. I mean, there hasn't been many guys, but if they're out there, they must be asking a ton of money. Because Jaguars well, have it. Why aren't they signing Yeah, they, I mean, Trent Williams signed yesterday for a four-year, I believe it was, $138 million deal to make him the highest-paid lineman in NFL history with the, the re-sign with the 49ers yesterday. Uh, Joe Tooney from New England signed with Kansas City. Kyle Long came out of retirement and also signed with Kansas City. But, yeah, the uh, speaking of the Chiefs, they did cut uh, Schwartz, who you just brought up, uh, who I wouldn't mind bringing in either. Um, and they cut Eric Fisher, uh, who I also wouldn't mind bringing in. Uh, when healthy, he's a great tackle. Um, so, yeah, the, the offensive line uh, scarcity has been a little odd to me, at least from the Jaguars' perspective. They Obviously, they, they tagged Cam Robinson, um, and it almost seems like they're just kind of willing to stand pat with uh, their group right now. They've mentioned that they do like their group, and I think that uh, the fact that they brought back George Warhop, who is the only 
coach that was retained from the previous staff, I think says a lot in it to how they feel about the offensive line. And I think it means that they actually feel pretty comfortable with it, right or wrong. I'm not sure that they're going to bring in a free, uh, free agent offensive lineman. Wait, you said, you said what on that last part? The, uh, so the Jags have retained George Warhop, who was the offensive line coach uh, with Doug Marone and his staff. And he's the only guy that, uh, from the previous staff that they brought back. Uh, and I think that the fact that they did so says, look, they, they trust in him and they trust in this offensive line. And I'm not sure that they're really going to make any more moves for that unit. Well, I, I they obviously liked what he did because the, they kept it together. Yeah. Like, everybody is saying all over, like, the internet or whatever, like, you know, the, the Bird app that they didn't have a great offensive line. Um, and James Robinson didn't have any holes. And, you know, nobody could block for Gardner and, and Mike Lennon, which who's been, tra- uh, who's been traded now, I think. Um, uh, I don't think but he was like, traded, but he, I don't did think that's with, true. he did sign with the uh, the Giants like an hour or so ago. Oh, yeah, yeah not traded. But, um, but yeah, uh, so I, I think he did a great job as the offensive line coach, and he's kept his guys healthy. So that's definitely why. Um, it's just concerning that they just didn't pick up anybody else. Like. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought there would be at least one. What are they just going to build through the draft again? Yeah, and like, it's, I a, don't know. it's a it's good just... offensive line draft. There's a, it's better at tackle than it is at guard. Um, but you still you have a really good top end uh, guard who's the kid out of USC, and I can't I don't I can't pronounce his name. Uh, like Raji Tucker, I think is how you kind of say his last name. Um, and then you have Landon Dickerson out of Alabama, who's a center. Um, and is he's phenomenal, and, and then it kind of gets a little lighter after those two high end guys. Uh, and but at tackle, there's obviously they're they're probably five six deep at tackle um, that could start in the NFL in the draft. So maybe they've seen you know the the crop of guys coming out, and they're just comfortable maybe taking one or two guys you know and going that direction in the draft as yeah. opposed to bringing yeah, in definitely. Uh, a very high end having to pay a lot of money for. it. Uh, free agent offensive lineman. Maybe that's where they want to go. But yeah, I I would like to see them bring in another offensive lineman. I was uh, we talked about this at length. I was I was very big on bringing in Trent Williams, or uh, I was cool with bringing in Orlando Brown if they uh, felt like he was good enough um, to be a starting tackle piece. I uh, we've gone back and forth on this uh, at length like, among you know many things that we've talked about among. Uh, throughout different podcasts that uh, I think that Cam Robinson and Juwan Taylor aren't quite at the level that I think they need to be for uh, to bring in a, a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence to protect him and, uh, you know, have great success. And I, I thought that if they brought in other guys that it would be the better way to go. But they're, they're, it seems like they're not going to do so. And look, Cam Robinson and Juwan Taylor aren't bad, and I think they're going to get better. So I don't think it's a lost cause with them, and this was just a terrible move. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I thought that they were going to bring in at least one offensive lineman in free agency. For me, though, in terms of the guys available, I can't get past Kenny Galladay. I, I love what he what he is as a receiver. I love his speed. I love his size. Uh, I win healthy. I think I've, he's fantastic. I have a question for you. You know, Larry Fitz is is a he's a free agent right now. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. He's out there. I don't really see the benefit in bringing him in per se. Uh, he used to have great speed, but I don't think he's that guy anymore. Um, and as a football fan, I don't want to see Larry Fitzgerald playing in a, a uniform that's not the Arizona Cardinals. That that's just yeah. I could, I could definitely see that. Uh, yeah, I agree with and that. Look, as a Jaguar fan, yeah, I think it would be really cool to bring in Larry Fitzgerald. But it's it. I think it's more like remember when they brought in Tory Holt years ago and he played his last year as a Jaguar and didn't do hardly anything. And yeah, it was cool. The Jaguars have Tory Holt on their team. It was just weird. It just looked weird. It felt weird. It was, it was wrong. You like, you see those edits of guy of like, they change the uniforms in uh, like Photoshop or whatever that they'll do. Uh, I, it seemed, it would feel like that. I just think it would look 
odd and very awkward if you saw Larry Fitzgerald uh, in a Jaguars uniform, let alone like any uniform outside of Arizona, to be honest. But yeah, it would. All right. What about Deshaun Jackson? Djax, I think Djax is pretty, pretty much done. I mean, in his career, uh, he's okay. Okay, I say his his ability to stay healthy is horrible. But if he doesn't want a bad contract, dude, he's that over top speed. He is. He's, he he has, is. Yeah. He still has he's it. He's the guy. He's a great uh, type of receiver. He, like the Jaguars should bring in a guy like Deshaun Jackson, but I don't think they should bring in Deshaun Jackson. If that makes sense, I just his injury history is. I I, I don't think the risk is worth it with where he's at in his career. Even when healthy, he's not at the level that he used to be at. Uh, you know, three four years ago, yeah, absolutely. But uh, over the last few years, he's I think he's really dipped, and I'm not sure that he's got. Too much left in the tank. Outside of Galladay, I do really think Anthony Harris, the safety out of Minnesota, is an intriguing option. I like him. I think he's still very solid. Um, you know, his he didn't have as many interceptions as he usually has last year. That obviously took a big downturn. So people are you know kind of wondering if he's kind of not up to the level that he used to be at, but. You know, he was the co-interceptions leader in the league just two years ago in 2019. Um, and I think he's still very solid. If they pair Jenkins and Anthony Harris, that'd be, that would be really good. And I think, obviously, we talked about how great that they've done on free, free agency with the secondary. But I think if you brought in Anthony Harris, it would just kind of take it over the top. It would make – it would turn a really good free agent class – uh, and uh, make the secondary really solid to a great one. So that that's kind of where I'm at with him, at least. Yeah, I mean, he was 91. Um, like, I hate, you know, PFF and everything, but he is a 91 grade there. So, you know, he's just been, if you look at the Vikings defense, he's done really well. Yeah. Um, he's able to, you know, r- read what these guys are doing, These you know, these wide receivers across from him. And he would bring it to the next level, um, like in general, like the free safety, uh, you know, this this time right now. Yeah. I think it would really put them over the top yeah. for sure. All right. To, to kind of wrap things up, we're almost done here with this edition of Jaguars Ball, our free agency frenzy episode. Uh, who was one guy that signed elsewhere that you were just, man, why do you have to sign? Why couldn't the Jaguars sign? Who was the guy that you that obviously didn't sign a Jackson that you were just like, damn it, I wanted him here. I would say Trent Williams. I mean, I don't mean to be boring or anything, but I was like, I like Cam Robinson. I do. But, you know, he he does have injuries, um, and they could move him to the other side maybe because he's not – it's not like he's fantastic. No, yeah. You know, and I'm not that great of a – I'm not – I know it's you, you, you know. But, like, I'm not a big fan of Jerron Taylor. So I just I think they should have brought in, you know, a a really, you know, a really big offensive lineman and I think that could have been that guy. You know, I really think it, you know, it could have been and unfortunately they didn't do it. Uh so I think that was one of the big one of the big misses. Yeah. And after what he said on that podcast with Richard Sherman about Jacksonville and uh, everything that he said about Trevor Lawrence, it was like a 2-minute clip uh where he just kind of praised what you know everything that Jacksonville kind of has going for it right now uh with the new coach with the all the cap room the draft picks uh and obviously the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence bringing him in he was like that looks really cool uh basically and when that video dropped we were uh, all the Jaguars fans were oh my gosh he's Trevor Williams likes Jacksonville he's gonna come we gotta sign him we gotta sign him and I thought they absolutely should have signed him that was definitely a big one uh, for me, it was Hunter Henry, uh, and not just because he signed elsewhere, but it was between him, him and Johnny Smith were the two best tight ends available by a mile. After that, it was like Gerald Everett. It was like, well, it was a massive gap, and then it was Gerald Everett, and then it was like Tyler Eifert who left here. That's that's where the free agent tight end group was. It was very very top loaded, and Johnny Smith signed with New England pretty quickly, and then. You know, one day passed, and I was like, all right, well, now we know that we have to go with Hunter Henry. That's the guy they have to pursue uh, above all else. And then another day passed, and then Hunter Henry signs with New England. And 
I think it was the fact that he also signed with the Patriots that just was like, oh, it was the it was hard. It was the twist of the one, night. Yeah. It wasn't just that you got stabbed. It was you got stabbed and they twisted it. It was so gut wrenching. It was oh, it sucked. I was like, why? Why? Like you, you couldn't go sign with you know the Raiders or somewhere else like that. That made sense at least. That paid him a buttload of money. Like, he's going to sign and split reps now or just run 12 personnel out the ass in New England. It just, oh, I, the, I don't know how Bill Belichick still does it, but they have spent so much damn money in free agency. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I'll come play over there. And they're like backloaded contracts, so they still can spend money this year. It makes no sense. But yeah, Hunter Henry was, ugh. I wanted him. I wanted one of them. I prefer John Smith, but as soon as he signed, I was like, "All right, they have to get Henry. He is number one priority. He's he's not well. He's not just number one. He's number one, two, three, four, five, all the way down." And he signs it. He well, he signs in freaking New England. Yeah. Do you see those? You know, Zach Ertz like that one post box. Yes, you know, Josh I Oliver. Saw what do you think about that? Yeah. So if you haven't seen, Josh, uh, somebody tweeted out about the Josh Oliver who got traded to the the Ravens for a conditional, I think, seventh round pick. Um, and it is now leaving Jacksonville. Zach Ertz liked the tweet. Lori was the first person that brought it up. Uh, very great journalistic skills right there. Uh, finding the tweet and finding his page, seeing that he liked it and being on top of it. Uh, yeah, I would be okay bringing Zach Ertz. He's not at the level that he was at, but I still think he has a little bit left in the tank. And he would already be by far the best tight end on the team, even where he's at right now. So, yeah, if they want to sign... Yeah, no, I, I I think he would too. And um, another Philly guy that's still open is Trey Burton. But I must say that all I did was type in Ertz and like three other people had noticed that he liked the tweet. <laughs> so, like, I wasn't even the first one, but I was just like the first one to tweet it out. Um, like, I, I just typed in the search in on earth and like two guys from philly saw it and they tweeted about it and like i think like two guys from jacksonville and then like i made the screenshot too like so i can't say that like i discovered it but like i definitely was the first one to like tweet it out and be like oh look at this like nobody else was really like about it except me well i mean look but yeah i think it would be if somebody if 10 people have a great idea but nobody does anything with it you're the one that gets the credit for the idea uh, so no, yeah, it, and look, it was very interesting, uh, to see if they, you know, if they do bring him in, cause he would clearly be the best head in on the team. All right. So that's going to do it for this free agency frenzy episode of Jaguars brawl. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Hit us on Twitter at Jaguars brawl at Mike Phillips, OG at Laurie Fitzpatrick. Let us know what you think of everything that the Jaguars have done in free agency. And if there are, you know, are still any moves that you want to see them make, or you want to just see them stand pat and wait for the draft, you know, let us know that too. Uh, And we hope you guys like this episode, and we'll see you guys next time. This has been another edition of Jaguars Brawl.